This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas, powered by U Mobile. BFM 89.9, this is The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam. This morning, we are talking to a homegrown engineering solutions company that specializes in manufacturing heat exchanges that are used in refrigeration, heating and air conditioning systems, power plants and chemical processing systems, among others. But this is not what they want to be always known for. We have with us Lim Tao Lai, its managing director. Good morning, Tao Lai. Yeah, morning, Keith. Tao Lai, Kawan Engineering is a 26-year-old engineering company. What was the inspiration that started this journey? Give us a bit of a history, if you will. This company was started by me and my, my other three colleagues. It was in 1996. It was a very good time in Malaysia and everything was booming at the time. The three colleagues of mine, they have been in this industry for a long time. So they decided to try their luck. They brought me along and that's how we started Kavan Engineering. The only inspiration is to use our knowledge in engineering, experience in engineering and do something that we like. That was the main driving force when we started the company. Today, you own 96% of the company. How did that come about? I mean, it looks like, you know, a sole proprietorship. Yeah, uh, because all my partners, they have retired by now. They were like 16, 18 years my senior and that's why I bought back their share and a portion of the share I distribute to my staff. But I still have a lot more to do. And this is a part of our succession plan that I will gradually offload my share to our staff. You have a succession plan. Who have you picked out to succeed you? They are a team. Uh, there's not only one person. There are four or five of them. Each one of them handling different areas of uh, responsibilities. How did Kawan secure your first contract? I'm curious <laughs> to, to know what your first client, whether your first client is still your client today. There was a long time ago. I think our very first client was Taiko Plantation. And they're still Tyco, your client today? Yeah, they're still our client, but their business has been moved on from uh, from a latex manufacturing to now a property uh, giant. So they don't do so much on the latex concentration now. So uh, in fact, the Tyco group itself is still our client, but not the Tyco plantation. You make heat exchanges. Your products are now running in countries like Indonesia, Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, Saudi Arabia, practically all over the world. Talk to me about the heat exchanges that you make. Who are these clients that you have? Oh, we have clients from many different industries. One of them being from the oil chemicals industries. They are refineries, palm oil refineries, uh, oil chemicals, fatty acids, emulsifiers, wherever there is need of heat exchange. This part of the business, I mean, this industry, take up maybe 50% of our heat exchanger business. Another 20% coming from the power plants. Uh, we have uh, heat exchanger installed for um, a steam turbine power generation. How much work do you do with the government? Ah, uh, practically nothing. But uh, okay, we still supply to them, to government, yeah. uh, via the party. We don't directly nego or tender any Subcontractors, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are other companies uh, already got the projects from governments, then they will come to us. We supply via them. I'm actually curious mm -hmm. how an engineering company like yourself can last this long without government <laughs> contracts. Uh, the skill is to keep changing, keep changing, and uh, we have to be really competitive. There are two types of engineering companies in the market, in Malaysia market. One type is a purely contracting, mm -hmm. which means that the clients or consultants will be giving them drawings 
and they do according to the specification and drawing given. I mean, no, no really design involved. Well, we are a bit different. So we uh, on top of what we can do as what they do, mm-hmm. fabricate to drawings. Uh, we also do our own sizing and we take our own equipment. And, and the secret is, is the only thing that the, I would say it will be we got to continue to evolve and to change with time. Today, Kawan has two factories with a total working area of some 9,000 square metres. How happy are you with this progress? It's almost 30 years in the business and all you have is just two factories. Uh, we actually have three factories this year. Right. Initially, when we started, we never wanted to do it any larger. We want to keep our company small and we want to enjoy our job. We want to produce something that will make us proud. But as we go along, the, the market changed and the demand keep increasing, then we have no choice that we have to keep expanding our industries, our, our business and our, our manufacturing facilities. To say whether I'm happy or not, I'm, I'm very happy and uh, I hope that we will, we will not grow bigger. I think it's just the right side for us at this moment. So you're stopping at factory number three? Yeah, we have to be shopping at factory number three. We have supposed to buy another piece of land for factory four, mm-hmm. but I don't think we want to uh, make any decision at this moment. There are many challenges out there, one being lack of uh, manpower. We are coming to a stage that there are business out there, mm-hmm. there are orders, but we do not have enough of skilled labor carry on this work, or not to mention to expand the business. It is very, very challenging in Malaysia at this moment. What is the capacity like for these three factories today? Ah, capacity, well, uh, in terms of turnover, we can run up to about, say, 150 to 180 million a year. And that's in percentage? How much of factory space is used up? At this moment, we are used up like 80%, 85% of our factory space. Today, Kawan is also going into the waste-to-energy business. Would any of these factories be used for this uh, section of the business? We do not need any more extra land for or, or factories for, for this waste-to-energy business. We are actually going to other people's place to do the job, meaning that we've been doing our equipment so, and uh, we have to install this equipment at other people's factory. So uh, at this moment, yes, we do not need any more new factories. In nature, fact, you give me more new factory, I have no manpower. Talai, help me understand, how does an engineering company go from making heat exchanges to going into the waste-to-energy business? Why, oh, yeah. why, why this transition? <laughs> Good questions. Actually, the heat exchanger, before the heat exchanger, we also make boilers and pressure vessels and dryers. All these equipment are actually interrelated and very, very relevant to waste-to-energy business. In any waste-to-energy business, you need boilers, you need incinerator, you need heat exchange. And from that, they generate power and then they also generate other heat source like steam or hot oil or hot water. So we were actually already there Mm-hmm. and uh, being part of the ecosystem. Now, what we're doing now is that we, we move up a bit of the value chain and we cover bigger scope during the EPCC of the, of the whole project. What is the uh, capital outlay like for this business that you're setting aside? For this uh, renewable energy and cogen, yeah, we need easily like about 100 million spent. Back in late 2020, I remember there were plans announced by the Housing and Local Government Ministry that they want to set up two waste-to-energy plants by 2025. I was wondering how this will play into Kawan Engineering's plans. We can actually undertake the projects uh, from one end to the other end, from start to the end, uh, in helping to generate the energy, generate electricity from the waste. So uh, it definitely will, will 
give us a lot of opportunities in, in this this line. The challenge is always is the plan is planned, huh? government plans and government plans, where they need a lot of uh, incentive and regulation to come into place to, to promote the campaign. Uh, I don't think they're doing enough at this moment, but ne- nevertheless, due to the, the Ukraine war and due to the climate changes and, and carbon reduction, this kind of uh, thing coming into, into the policies, uh, it gives us a very bright uh, future. Will this change your approach and make you more keen to approach the government for projects? Uh, no, no. We, we still see this is as a barrier due to we are not a Bumi company, only right. own company, so we will still have to uh, focus more on on these uh, projects and uh, investment from private sectors. How do you see this WTE business changing Kawan's core business going forward? Would your revenue contributions change? Yeah, it definitely would change. But at this moment, we will still keep our design, engineering, fabrication uh, business uh, as it is. Probably it will still grow by 5 to 10% a year. Uh, and then the, uh, the other side, the energy sector, we, we foresee that there will be a good growth mm-hmm. the next few years until uh, maybe 10 years and 20 years ahead. There's already a big player in this segment, the mainboard listed Park Resources. I was just wondering how the competition is like for you. We are not that competitors. In renewable energy and energy efficient things, we are not competing with anyone. And I do, don't think they are competing with us or anyone else as well. You know, the energy, the renewable energy is never sufficient to replace the, the current coal power generation and so on. Okay, and people like Saipa, uh, the difference between we and the other players, the big bigger players, much bigger players in the markets are, we do the work ourselves. You know? We have the line from fabrication, engineering, engineering installation, and we have the whole line ourselves. We can be very competitive, and uh, we can either serve them even, you know, or we can go direct to the end customers. This morning on The Breakfast Grill, we are talking to Lim Tao Lai, Managing Director of Kawan Engineering. In a little while, we'll find out what the plans are for this 26-year-old company to see itself through another quarter of a century. BFM 89.9 You are listening to The BFM Breakfast Grill. Brought to you by U-Mobile. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Breakfast Grill. This morning, we are talking to Kawan Engineering's Managing Director, Lim Tao Lai, to find out what this company has planned for the next 25 years. Now, Tao Lai, before we look ahead, I kind of want to find out what the past two and a half years had been like for Kawan Engineering. How were you impacted by the lockdowns and the SOPs that were imposed? Mm, no, we, we were barely hit during the first lockdown. We couldn't operate even though the, we were very much needed by our clients. Actually, many of our clients were actually in this, uh, we call it crucial or what you call it, prime, or I don't know what, what the name of that. Uh, when, like, people in the glove, in the food, they need us but we, we couldn't like, operate due to the policy. Okay, we stopped our factory for about two months. It did give us a lot of challenges at that time but we somehow we, we turned the corner and uh, we are alright. By the second year, the 2021, we, we were back to normal. Even though there was another lockdown, but we can manage it. We could have managed it better. Were you able to keep up with the pent-up demand when everything returned to normal? Because I remember you saying just before the break just now that labour was an issue for Kawan Engineering. Labour is an issue to so many industries nowadays. We face a lot of delay at this moment due to lack of labour and skilled labour especially. We couldn't cope with the demand in, in actual fact. 
So we are about like having about a couple of months of, of a bad luck at these moments. But I think uh, soon we'll be better. Business is changing very fast. We can see the demand is slowing down come to the third quarter of this year. Is your business very labor intensive though? I mean, I think a lot of it is automated, right? We can't automate that much of our works. Basically, uh, we are doing customized items. About 30% of our work can be automated. The so, rest of the things are quite still uh, labor independence. So skilled labor is your problem here? It's not our problem yet, but it's going to be our problem very soon. Right. And, the, what, and, and what is being done to address this problem before it becomes an actual problem? Yeah, we have to change a bit of game plan. We definitely have to put in more automation to the level as, as much as possible. That will be maybe in the future, we are looking at 50% automation in our works. The other uh, balance of the work, we have, to, we have to cut down the dependence on skilled labor by having better drawings, mm-hmm. clearer instructions, and that will solve the dependency on this uh, skilled labor to maybe another 50%. You now we can actually cut down the labor, uh, skilled labor by having good engineers with good drawings. Uh, in the past, it was different. In the past, you have relatively good good drawings, then the skill level, they look at the drawing, they know how to go about a job, they know how to do the planning, they, they do not need too good at drawings. But now, for, from now on to the next ten, five years or 10 years, we definitely have to make use of the market resource. In this market now, we have less people willing to become skill labor, but we do have a big pool of engineers produced by the local university and so on. We definitely have to change the, the game plan. It will become steel, I mean, steel fabrication work will be less laborless. You have to be more intelligent. <laughs> oh, sorry to say the word intelligent, but it's going to be more knowledge driven. You said 50% would be automated. How much are you planning to set aside to achieve this? We don't need to spend a lot of money. About In my plan, it will be like a couple of millions, mm-hmm. up to 10 millions ringgit in two, three years' time. In three years, and uh, every year we are planning to spend like three million for the automation. You list many well-known firms amongst your clients. I mean, I see Petronas here, Saim Dhabi, Tanaga, also companies like Francis, Alstom, Halliburton from the US. How do you yeah. maintain these clients, especially during the period when we couldn't travel? Uh-huh. Uh, business change. People also change. There are now more acceptance to uh, uh, Zoom meeting, distant meeting and, and uh, communication via, via uh, multimedia. So uh, I think this is a global uh, norm, a new norm that everybody has to accept that uh, face-to-face meeting will be cut down. And, and in fact, it is more efficient whether we do uh, Zoom meeting and uh, also online uh, meeting, that kind, of, that kind of things. And, and we will communicate more on the with drawings, with documentation, rather than, uh, you know, by verbal mm. uh, in the What does Kawan Engineering's order book look like today? <laughs> we have like 100, I'm not mistaken, 140, 150 millions in our book. How busy will this keep you? <laughs> Probably until next year, if there's no more new jobs coming. Just one year. I mean, what is your process like to replenish this? Yeah, we we see that this engineering part, uh, the, the orders are, are coming in quite constantly. Right. The next step, we were moving in. We were focused in the biomass power plants. Last year, and end of last year and this year, we did have uh, good orders from uh, natural gas, turbine, power generation. But unfortunately, natural gas has gone up. The price has gone up like like 60%. Right. Uh, so we foresee that the business will be affected. 
but uh, the biomass remain very uh, encouraging. I mean, all this volatility in prices, I kind of want to ask how the currency situation is affecting your, your business. We do get affected by by the fluctuation of currency from the imported materials and spare parts and so on. What, uh, are, you, what are you doing to mitigate it? We can only mitigate it by hedging the currency, by also transfer the, the cost partly to our customers. And does that affect our customer demand? No. They will, they will understand. The business that you are in, the original engineering business, seems to be one that's known to be quite polluting with growing awareness for ESG investing. How do you foresee Kawan Engineering evolving? In fact, our inputs are not polluting at all. We do not produce any waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, our fabrication works, we, we, we actually only have solid metal waste. Uh, which can be sold to uh, smelting plants and uh, to recycle the, the metal and so on. But uh, our, our clients, our client, our products like boilers, they are quite quite polluting. <laughs> you know? uh, but they are needed. You know? Every plant needs some needs steams. I mean, every, every processing plant, uh, chemical, food, or oil or refinery, they need steam. So they somehow where they need to generate steam by the means of uh, burning something burning natural gas or diesel and so on. So, uh, But the only thing that we can do to, to help the environment is to reduce the temperature of this uh, hot exhaust emitting to the, to the atmosphere by installing uh, economizer, heat exchangers to reclaim whatever energy available in the, in the exhaust gas. Uh, that will help to reduce the, the global warming. Like I was looking at your financials, Kawan Engineering's full year results for FY 2021. We saw revenue surpassing what you recorded even before the pandemic, 64 million versus 63 million in 2019. I, I was wondering, uh, are you seeing contributions coming in already from your WTE business? Not yet. The, the two years have not in, uh, taken in that uh, WTE into consideration. We just got it uh, in this uh, big orders come in, came in in uh, 2021. End of 2021. So we will see the impact in this year and next year. And your net profits are also more than seven, uh, more than seven million. That's almost double from pre-pandemic. How are these profits uh, reinvested? Well, uh, I mean, I, we'll, I see that half, about half went to paying dividends. <laughs> well, we, we accumulated quite a lot of dividends. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of uh, profit uh, over the years that uh, we we got to do something with the money. But we always keep like 90% of our, our profit in the company and we would take like 30% for reinvestments. And then over the years, and we accumulate enough, then we will reward to our, our shareholders. Can I know what your CAPEX plans are like looking ahead? I mean, you've got the WTE business to consider now, uh, um, maybe fitting out the new factory as well? Yeah, um, this year alone, we will, we have to spend like about uh, all in all like 20 millions. Now, Kawan Engineering is already 26 years old this year. You have quite a diversified business. It's profitable. We've got, we're seeing good earnings visibility. The next step for many firms is an IPO. What are your thoughts about this year? We are in the process of applying to get into the IPO. Right. Uh, and with uh, Touchwood, we may reach that by next year, middle of next year. What stage is the process now? Um, we have done our audits and it's like uh, we have appointed our M&A. Uh, and it is like a uh, station, huh? quite close. <laughs> yeah, uh, it will be like about seventy percent uh, uh, done for the IPO. 
And with the good dividends that you're giving, I'm going to push you here. Are you planning to put in a dividend policy for your IPO? Yeah, that's right. I say we will continue to reward our shareholder like what I propose. Every year, we uh, we will allow like ten to 15 percent of minimum to 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 be rewarded. I also want to know um, what is Gawan Engineering's plans to to spreading your wings abroad, businesses outside of Malaysia. We have been actually doing uh, works in country like Indonesia and in in uh, Thailand and so on. To to do it abroad is definitely one of our our, our plan and the dreams. Uh, but probably we were not uh, in hurry. Uh, we are going to uh, resolve the issue of our, our labor shortage and so on back home. And uh, and as I say, we have enough to do at the, at this moment. We have good profit. Um, and we are not in hurry. We have been speaking with Lim Taulai, Managing Director of Kawan Engineering. This has been The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile, where unlimited potential begins. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.